like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate everybody being here. And appreciate our great singers we had this morning, singing about God's love. And that's, uh, uh, we, uh, we can't even fathom how much God loved us to do what he did for us so we could have salvation and go to heaven. That's just, uh, this human mind can't comprehend all that. Um, but when we can feel it in our soul, uh, we know it's true. We know where we're going someday. And we appreciate that. But we look forward to having a great day in the Lord. And uh, again, we appreciate the great crowd we have. And I'm going to ask uh, Brother Mike Nichols to dismiss the Sunday school. We appreciate being in God's house again. Uh, one of these days, and, and the very reason that we need to be here today, everybody, there's going to come a day when uh, we're not going to be able to be here. And the Bible said, what thy hand find to do, do with thy might, for there is no power nor device. And I can't quote it exactly in the grave, whether thou goest. So one of these days, one of these days, our work's going to be over. So we need to do it with everything we got while we got it. Uh, and uh, the title of this lesson this morning, and this is in, in Paul's second letter to Timothy, and God, uh, as, as we say all the time, and, and Terry does, and everybody else that teaches, says God put it in the book for us. Paul wrote it. Paul wrote it. God directed him and gave him what to write. 
the Bible said all scripture is given by inspiration to God. So God gave him what to write to Timothy, and then God put it in the book for me. And uh, set a reminder of the call. And uh, uh, and we could take that two or three different ways, but he's talking. He's talking about the call of of God for Timothy for the job he was in. And uh, but to start with, in order for me to do a job for God, anything. I got to be saved by the grace of God. I got to answer the first call. And God, God called me on a Sunday morning in 1956. And make a long story short, I answered the call, and He saved me. And He put His Spirit down, and when He saved me, He put His Spirit down in my soul. And it's been there ever since. And you have to have that Spirit. In order, in order to, if, if God calls, and, and in the last few years, God's, God's called several of our young men to preach, and I thank God for them. He's blessed them real good. And uh, uh, the only way they can do that is they have, first of all, like I said, they've got to be saved, and God gives them the spirit and gives them the call for that job. Now, I was back when I was I got saved when I was 15 years old and I come to church regular for a pretty good while and uh, uh, got right in leading prayer meeting and, and I think I was Sunday school superintendent for a while different things God blessed me and there were several people tried to tell me I was going to be a preacher and that's that's Absolutely, that's not right. I, I wouldn't tell nobody that. That's not my place. I want to I wanna read a scripture, and I, I read this one pretty regular. Uh, seem like anymore, but call, God, give, God gives every one of us our job. Whatever. And now, that don't mean... That don't mean I got to have a, God didn't call me to preach, I'm not a preacher. That's a specific call that God sends the preachers. And, and he does that with other jobs too. But I'm, I'm like Terry says all the time, when he was young, he wondered what his job was going to be. I done the same thing. And God showed me the same thing he did him. My job was to do whatever God gave me to do. If he wanted me to testify or go talk to somebody or invite somebody to church, that was my job right then. But on the same token, we got a, on, the, on the natural side of the church bit, we got a lot of work to do there. The Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. We, we need to be at God's house when the opportunity's there, and we can be. If we're not sick or something wrong that we can't be here, we've got an obligation to this church and to our God. And, uh, and we ought to be here. By the same token, the, 
He said, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you. When you get to church, the Bible told us, if where two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That, the, the operative word in that's in my name. We can come to church all every time the church doors is open and never feel the Spirit if our heart ain't in it. So we need, we need to humble our lives and get our heart where it's supposed to be and come to church. And he said, there I am in the midst of them. He don't, said, I, he don't have to come. He's already here. He moved in here the day I got saved. But there's been a lot of days that's went by that I, that I didn't, that you couldn't tell it or I couldn't tell it because I wasn't where I ought to be and he wouldn't move in my life. But then there's been a lot of days that it's been sweeter than honey. The best, I say every Sunday, it's the best thing ever happened to me. And, and that's been, I was 15 years old, and I'm getting old now. And it's, it gets better. Each day that goes by, it gets better because I'm getting closer to home. And, uh, there ain't nothing no better than being saved by the grace of God. But remember the call. Remember, God called you out of sin and spoke peace to your soul. And I guarantee every one of us at some time or other has told God, if you will do this and there or this or this or this for me, I'll do anything you want me to. I couldn't... I don't think God's in the, in the job of, of bargaining with people, but we've all done that. Well, God knew every time that I told him that, that I was going to break that promise. I never have done everything that God wanted me to do. Now, there's, there's, times, I, there's times that I've done pretty good. I, I ain't bragging now. I'm, I'm just stating a fact. There's times that, that God's blessed me real good and uh, things has went real good. And, and then, but then there's those other times that I didn't do so good. But we need to remember where God brought us from. And then remember where he put us. When I got saved, God put me in Lima Missionary Baptist Church. That was in 1956. And one time, I'll tell this, and then I'll, I'll try to get onto the lesson. Uh, one time I got laid off a job. I plant I lived, worked at closed down. Got laid off. It was off a pretty good while. And we talked about moving somewhere else, see, to, see if I could find a job. And I never, God never did let me feel free to, to leave here. And I'm glad he didn't. Because he blessed me. I, I, got, I got a good job. And uh, retired in 20, 2002, I guess. And that's the best job I ever had in my life. And, uh, but God's blessed me. 
more than more than the jobs and the and the living that he he allowed me to be able to make. He he allowed me to be a member of Lima Missionary Baptist Church all my life. And I say this all the time, and this is right out of my heart. As far as I'm concerned, and I'm probably prejudiced, this is the best church that God ever set up anywhere. And I know everybody else probably thinks the same about their church, and I hope they do. But it's, it's been a real blessing to me that God allowed me to be a member of this church. By the same token, in in 1965, if I got my dates right, sometimes I forget. But in 1965, Taft Farmer and Clarence Carter come to me at church one day and asked, over on Albert Street and asked me would I consider serving as a deacon in this church. And I told him, I said, I'll have to pray about that. I don't know. And, but God put it on my heart. And you can only, I, 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 well, these guys, these guys, deacons and, and preachers, Terry knows, sometimes it's a real burden. Just, just once in a while. Most of the time, it's more, more of a blessing than it is a burden. God's blessed, God's blessed me all, all of my life. Now, Get off of me if I can. Uh, re remember the call. Now, God, Paul set up a church in Ephesus, and uh, Timothy was with him on one of his journeys over there. And when Paul left, he left Timothy there. And uh, I presume he was a pastor of that church. I, I really ain't sure about that, but I believe he was. And uh, so he left Timothy there to take care of that church. And uh, let me read. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Now, with pure, con uh, with pure conscience, now, when, when God told me I was lost, every one of you can relate to this if you've been saved. When God told me I was lost, I felt awful. And if you want to relate that to conscience down in your soul, then I was guilty. I felt guilty. I felt wrong. But when God saved me... I, I say that that Sunday morning is the worst day of my life when God told me I was lost. I, that's the worst I ever felt in my life. But when I come up here to the altar and God saved my soul, it was the best day of my life, and I've been in that day ever since. He set up an eternal day down in my soul. The, the Bible said the day star rose in our life. That's Jesus. That's the song they sang in the choir, Old Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. It arose in my life in 1956, and that star has been there ever since. But he, he took that bad feeling out of my life, that 
feeling of guilt, the stain that was in here took that all out, and he put a, a pure conscience down in here. And it's been pure ever since. The sin can't get down here. The Bible said uh, in, in the book of Peter, he said we were sealed till the day of redemption. That's down in our soul. Now, in this flesh, we're, we're all failures. We've all failed and come short of the glory of God. But my soul, there's, the devil can't even tempt my soul. He can't find it. The Bible said we are dead and our life is hid away with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. So we're hid away. The devil can't find us. He can't tempt our soul. So if there's no temptation, there's no sin. But now he, was, he goes up and down in the earth. That's this thing you're looking at. Seeking whom he may devour. He wants to mess up my life, and he wants to mess up your life, and he will if we let him. That's the only way he can, is if I let him. So I, I, I thank God. Now, ever since, ever since the day that I got saved, down in here I've had a pure conscience. Now, I felt in here, this conscience in here has bothered me a bunch over the years. God's told me, I, I couldn't tell you how many times God's come along and told me I was wrong. And that, that stirred up the conscience in this man. Let me know that I was wrong. And I appreciate that. Them's... them's them times that God told me I was wrong, or looking back at it, is some of the greatest blessings I've had in my life. Because he's letting, he's letting me know, even though I was wrong, that I was his. So I have remembrance of thee in my prayers, night and day. If... We need to, and, and I can't stress this enough, uh, God, called, God called Terry to preach. And I, I remember when he announced his calling. That's barely. It's been a long time ago. But God's blessed him. And uh, if we do what God wants us to do, if, if we... However little it might seem to us, or however big, if we do what God wants us to do, He'll bless us. And but and God would have blessed Terry if if I hadn't never prayed for him, or if if none of you hadn't never prayed for him, God would have blessed him. But the thing of it is, when our any of our preachers get up here to preach. The church has got a part in that. And God God can allow Terry to preach if we're all sitting there like a knot on a log and ain't, ain't praying at all. God can allow him to preach. But I heard I heard a fellow say one time, and 
I wouldn't name names for nothing, but I heard a fellow say one time he was going to preach whether the church prayed for him or not. And uh, that went over like a lead balloon. And, uh, but, and, and if God wants you to, you can. But the gospel travels through the church to our people. And we've got a part in that. God gives us what we want. And I want everybody to understand this. God gives us what we want. If we come to church this morning, desiring right out of our heart. Now, I'm talking about from down here. If we come to church wanting to have a, a hallelujah meeting, we'll have it. God gives us what we want. If, if we, if we, if, and if that's what I really want, now hear me. If that, if that's what I really want, I want to have a hallelujah meeting. Then I'm going to come to church ready to have a hallelujah meeting down in my soul and in my body. I'm going to be in shape to, to get in a meeting. But if if I come to church and then and ain't even thinking about the meeting, just well, I got I got to go to church this morning. That's my obligation, and it is. And I I appreciate people coming when they feel like like that. But if that's if if we can't get our heart in it, we're not going to have the hallelujah meeting that God wants us to have. And. Uh, that's where that's where it comes back to coming to church in His name. Come in the name of Jesus, and He'll be there, and He'll fulfill every promise that He's ever made. Anybody got a comment? So we, the thing of it is, when somebody's trying to work for God. When a church is trying to work for God, we need to pray with everything God will give us for every one of them. And if if we see if 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 we see somebody struggling, and that happens, we all struggle sometimes. If we see somebody having a hard time or know that they are, we need to pray for them with everything we got. The Bible told us to love one another, and even if people don't treat you right, pray for them. And if, if some of our sister churches is, is having a hard time, we need to pray for them. And the, the, everybody here knows the devil's going to give all of us a hard time. God told Peter, said, Satan's desire to sift you like, like the chaff from the wheat. And he does the same thing with all of us. The devil would like, the devil would like to see every one of us stay home this morning. Not have no church. Not give nobody opportunity to get saved. 
That's why we have church. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. And even if, if we're not struggling, if, we, if, if, if our people, somebody in our church has got a burden, and, and if we ain't all got one, we ain't all in the right place. The reason, we're, the reason we're in the world right now is to try to get our people saved. And if I don't have a burden like I ought to have, I can't do the job like God wants me to do it. So we, if, if my burden ain't what it ought to be, I ought to be praying every day, Lord, give me a, help me have a better burden, a greater burden. And by the same token, how many times, just lately, how many times have we seen Terry up here making an altar call and, and crying, tears flowing, because of the burden he's got for somebody that's lost? And he can, he can look back over the crowd and kind of have an idea who it's going to maybe, and maybe God allows him to see that sometimes. We ought to everyone, if we don't have if we don't have that greater burden, we ought to be able to share the burden he's got. And pray for him. And pray that God will help him to get the gospel across in such a manner that it'll convict hearts. That Sunday morning that I got saved, when preacher asked uh, God blessed him to preach the gospel to me, it was that was personal from God to me. And it still is. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, is what he preached on. And that was real to me, and it still is. He's still the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Now, if I see somebody struggling... Or if the preacher's having a hard time getting started. I've seen that before. And, and the church pick them up in their prayers and they, they get hooked up and God allow, allow them to preach. That ought to be joy for us just as much as it is for them. I love it. If Billy Ray gets up to sing and gets hooked up and God blesses him to sing in the spirit... That blesses me just good as it does him, if my heart's where it ought to be. And I can say, Lord, pour it on him. I never have. In all the years I've been saved, I never have been jealous of nobody that got in the spirit doing their job. If, if Blaine get up here and teach, and I'm tickled to death if the Lord blesses him. Or Jay or anybody else, Anthony, anybody else that gets up here. It's a joy to me if God blesses them. And that's the way it ought to be. And we ought to pray just as hard as we can when, when our people are trying to do their job. If they're, even if they ain't struggling, if they're doing real good, we ought to pray for them. Lord, keep them there. 
It ain't, it ain't easy to stay in that kind of a position all the time. But I'll tell you what to make it easier is if every one of us, every, everybody in the church would stay in that kind of position, it'd be a lot easier for the preacher to get up and preach or the singers to get up and sing. I heard, I heard somebody say one time, I wonder why the singers ain't singing much. Did you ever wonder why you didn't have a testimony? I've wondered that. I've, I've sat right here and, and wanted to testify. I would have loved to have had something to say and didn't have it. And uh, that's my fault. So we need to pray for ourselves. First of all, keep ourselves where we need to be and then pray for our brothers. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Now, his grandmother and his mother had the same faith. They trusted Jesus. And they was a light to Timothy, I'm sure. But now he didn't he didn't get his handed down from his grandmother to his mother to him. It didn't work that way. Now they was a light to him. They pointed him in the right direction. But if you get saved, it's by the grace of God. If you if you do good in your job, whatever it is, it's by the grace of God. And uh, we can't we can't do anything without him. When I call to remembrance, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now I want I want everybody to understand. Paul didn't call Timothy to preach. He's talking about when he was ordained by the laying on of the hands. He, he didn't get that gift from the presbytery. If a preacher, if a preacher ain't called to preach, and, and we, we decide he is, and we bring him in here and lay hands on him, give him a piece of paper that says you're an ordained minister. If God ain't called him to preach, he'll never preach. He might get up and stammer around and make a lot of noise, but he'll never preach the gospel. By the same token, and I want everybody to understand this one real, real good. This applies to deacons. Now, God told the church at Jerusalem, said, pick you out seven men. First requirement, full of the Holy Ghost. That's, that's the first requirement. And I, I can't remember all the rest of them, but if, if, God, if God ain't put a person in that job, and I believe he does, if God hasn't put a person in the job of being a deacon, we could ordain them 
and they just got they just got the title. I believe I believe God gives every one of us our jobs, whatever they are. Now, when we lay hands when when we lay hands on a preacher to ordain them, we're not calling them to preach. The church the church is stating by doing that their confidence in that man that God has called him to preach. We we try them. They're supposed to be tried. We try them. We and we this church wouldn't set nobody aside to ordain as a preacher if we didn't believe they was called. So we lay hands on them, stating them. We're backing these. We're backing these people as as ministers of the gospel. We're sending them in the name of the Lima Missionary Baptist Church. They've got the full confidence of this church, the full backing of this church. Now, same way with the deacons. I want everybody to understand that. And I've, I've said this a lot of times. I've, me and Billy Ray were ordained the same day. In, in 1965, I think. But my ordination paper, I don't know, I don't remember how many guys signed it, but there's only one one man on, on the back of that paper that's still living. The rest of them's gone to heaven. And I would never, never want to do anything that would put a smear on that ordination paper or, or hurt or hurt those those men that signed the back of it. They had confidence in enough in us to ordain us and to sign their name on the paper. And I ought to have confidence confidence enough to live my life to to be what I ought to be what they expected out of me when they laid hands on me. So we, we need to do the jobs that God's give us to do with everything we've got. And it takes that. If we just halfway do a job, it don't get done at all. Anybody got anything? Got a, there's another scripture. Now, and this goes right along with what I was saying. This is in the first Timothy. He told Timothy, he said, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. That ain't saying he was called to preach by the presbytery. He was given the gift of the church sending him out in the name of the church. And, and God's, God's put us in a, every one, every one of us, every one of us, not just the men that's ordained, every one of us, God's put us in, a, in the position that we're in, and he expects us to fulfill that position, whatever. 
For God hath not given us the spirit of, of fears, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, God put his love down in our heart. He took the fear out today I got saved. Now, I'm talking about the fear down in here. There's, there's fear in this thing you look at all the time. Every, every Sunday morning, I dread, I dread getting up here. I can, I can study a lesson and know the story and get up here and tell a story all day long. But that ain't what it's about. I want, when I get up here, I want to be able to feel God's Spirit and do something right. And I'm always afraid that this guy's going to be a failure. I'm going to get in my own way. And I do that a lot of times. But we need to... The Bible told us to crucify this man and his deeds. And if we can, if we can get this fellow out of the way and let it come from down here, then we'll fulfill what God wants us to do. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. All they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You're going to have, you're going to have problems. The devil's going to fight you. Uh, but he said, be not ashamed. Stand. Well, he said, when you've done all to stand, stand therefore. Having on the whole armor of God. Now, I, I can't quote that exactly, but he told us to put on the whole armor of God. He gave us the armor. It's listed in the book. God gave it to us. But he told us to put it on. And if I, don't, if I don't put the armor on and the old devil shoots his darts at me and, and hits a mark sometimes, that's my fault. If I, if I put on God's whole armor and trust in God to take care of me, then I've got a, a sword and a shield and I'm able to protect myself by his help from the devil. And we absolutely can live for Jesus if we want to because he's given us all things that pertain unto life he's given us everything we need we've got the whole armor put the armor on and get out in the battle anybody got anything Paul said and this goes along with maybe something later in this lesson, but we're getting running out of time. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God through faith unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It's the power of God. We don't, we don't need to be ashamed of, of our God of our church, of our work that we do in the Lord. 
we ought to be, if, if there's anything in life to be proud of, and, and I know God, uh, that's one of a proud looks, one of the things that God hates. But I think God, God loves it when I'm proud of my salvation, when I'm proud of my church, when I'm proud of the good things that he's done for me. I, I, God loves that. But he don't want me to be proud of, proud of me and, and claim I done it. I didn't do none of it. It's all by the grace of God. God, it's a gift of God. All of it is. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Okay, I want to read, I want to read another scripture because I'm running out of time. I was going to read it a while ago in, in, in the first chapter of Jeremiah. And this is talking about when God called Jeremiah. And I've, I've read this a lot lately. It said, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, and this is, what, this is the main one I wanted to get, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Before he was ever born, God already had him called and ordained to be a prophet. God, God had us, everyone, he, and now, God knows everyone that's going to be saved or ever has been saved. God knows every one of them ahead of time. Before the foundation of the world, he knew us. He had, he had us set up in our jobs before we were ever born. The thing of it is, is me being willing to do what God wanted me to do. I had a choice in that. I have a choice in that. Joshua told the children of Israel, Choose you this day whom you'll serve. Then he said, But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And uh, I, can only, I can only make that choice for me. You can only make that choice for you. But we need to choose 